We might be freaks, but we know our mother phone can beats, can beats, can beats, can beats. This is Iris23. This is Psyches. And, and together with the Freak Beats EDM podcast crew, um, we need to get this we need right. To get, we need to get a shift together there. Yeah. And we yeah. need to tap into some ethereal plane where we both can, you know, say it at the exact same time so it sounds harmonious. Yeah. This is this is pathetic, right? So uh, this is another podcast episode. And if you're listening to the audio version, make sure you watch uh, the YouTube uh clip as well not that we're doing uh, extremely clever stuff there but uh, in any case uh, we're going to be discussing showing some tweets uh, so we're going to use the tweets of a particular artist to discuss a particular situation that mm-hmm. became uh, quite prominent in the circles uh, perhaps of North America in this last week and who am I talking about Psychis? We are talking about Getter and recently Getter. Th- this has kind of been a rumblings for the past little while um, where mm-hmm. people have been going to the, his show, which he announced uh, from the Visceral Tour on the, tw- I think the first, it was like February 27th was his first date, or he released mm-hmm. when the tour was going to start on that date. And in the beginnings of that tour, people were saying that a lot of fans were, you know, who were going to these shows were upset and booing him, even booing him while he was there playing live. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It is so crazy. what did, what did he tweet here? That's a tweet from the 4th of April, isn't it? You want right. to read it out? Yes, I will. Um, so this is from Getter, uh, and he said this, like you said, on April 4th. I started the Visceral project to move forward with not only my career, but my mental state. I thought this tour was an effort to make myself happy and prove to everyone that music is more than just raging on a weekend. Imagine working towards something, putting in all your effort, time, and money into something that you feel could finally separate you from the rest, and show you you do have purpose, all to just get yelled at, booed, and have shit thrown at you because it's not the cookie-cutter bullshit they're used to. Criticism is healthy, my friends, and I frequently critique each other's work, and it helps the final product. However, the constant hate and disgusting attitude I'm faced with are dis- is with sorry I'm faced with are destroying me. To all my actual fans who have supported me and helped me through this bullshit, I love you. And I'm so fucking sorry I have to do this. I'm not happy anymore. I'm canceling the rest of the tour. I need to make myself happy. I can't do this shit, man. So that came as a as a shock, right? Oh, you know, definitely. <laughs> Nobody it came as a shock, that. but like it came, like the cancellation of the tour came as a shock, definitely, because that's that's money he he leaves on the table, you know. So for him yeah. to walk away from something like that, you know, it it is something we you know we need to discuss and something serious in terms of yeah. the way this artist feels. And it's important to note what the title of the tweet is, which is "You Win." So yeah. this is a message to the fans saying basically you guys win. Uh, uh, well, I'm using fans as a perhaps euphemism because perhaps they're not fans. So let's discuss. So these are the facts. Um, just to bring to the audience uh, a little bit of background. So get uh, has been going on since perhaps 2013. Mm-hmm. Has brought out a new album in 2018 right. uh, called Visceral. Yes. Uh, it looked. There was a change in styles of if you're fans, you may have been um, quite familiar with his earlier dubstep stuff mm-hmm. or harder stuff. And he kind of mellowed and he went obviously through some personal situations, I think, yeah. that forced him to do this. And if you look at the title of the tracks of that album, uh, apart from Visceral, which is a little bit generic, it has uh, titles as Purgatory. Part of me, numb, all is lost. Best of me, release. 
made for you alone again, lead, holding tight on my way out. Yeah, they're very so, emotional titles. Yes, they and they, they, they're very, obviously very personal yeah. to him. Uh, it was released on Mousetrap, by the way. So, um, people must have listened, I assume, to the album before going to see him. I don't think so. For the people that were booing, I don't think they actually listened to the album. I personally believe that. that they, they went, they see Getter as a headliner, Marquee, and they're like, hey, he's going to play some banger stuff, so let's go. And they go and they're like, what, what is this? What is Getter right now? What is the Visceral Tour? Why am I here? They start booing him. You know, mm-hmm. So, what do you think the fans expected of him? I mean, when we're talking about fans, we mean somebody who follows the music at least of an artist. So the expectation, I guess, for fans who knew about the who knows about Getter, knows about the like the Visceral album, they probably had some idea that he was going to play some Visceral stuff from the album. Mm-hmm. So do you do you think that the this is warranted in terms of you know for him to come out and say it is enough is enough? Well, we, we can get to that at the very end. Is it? But do you think first, this this tweet that he's putting out here gonna actually reach the fans that or people that are going to these shows and saying are booing that are booing? I don't think those fans are or those people are actually getting this message. Perhaps because they're not fans. Probably. And, and we're gonna see this in in yeah. the tweets if we roll down the Twitter feed the, all the responses. Yeah. Um, apparently, guys, for for the audio listeners. So this tweet has 37,000 likes. Which is quite a point, bit. Yeah, 4.5 thousand retweets mm-hmm. and 4.5 thousand responses. I think that's the important bit. The responses is the important and bit. And not just from anybody either. From people no. in the industry, from other artists. Do you there want are... to uh, tell the people like who has responded there? Like yeah, mention we'll, a few names and perhaps yeah, we'll some, some. We have um, Zach. Zach's here. We have Rez and people that are not necessarily even connected to Getter in terms of like mm. knowing him and being friends with him. These are just people in the industry that are like kind of supporting him because they get it. They get it. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty. So uh, on my Twitter feed, I'm looking at Quicks, Rez, Joyride, yeah. Brownies and Lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Gasly, Akali, Paz, Slander, Step, Darude. Yeah, so Darude is saying. Mr. Sandstorm so, himself. Yes. He says, dude, we don't know each other, but we both know the trials and tribulations of this art, hobby, come work, life sort of thing. They didn't win. You're the brave one in the first place to not settle to catering for an already gained crowd, but wanting more. Rest. Come back. Uh, with the heart. And... So Which is Zach's, uh, Yeah. Zach's, let's see, abstract. Slander. Kezo, Joyride. Yeah. 1788 L. Uh, what else do I know from here? I think sudden death. So a lot from the kind of dubstep community. I would just say well. in the just ba- EDM community, it's not specific to a specific genre. I don't think. I think everybody's you know understands what Getter is going through at the moment. You mm-hmm. know, and having a personal album, like you said, would seem like a personal album being shot down like that. You know, it's it it sucks. Hmm. Tommy Sunshine, let's let's hear him what he's saying. Um, this is terrible to see. Tons of people have never understood what I do. So he's talking from a personal experience as well. When I did my rock remix thing in 2008, I was heavily critiqued on social media and in real life. I plowed on. I understand every word of this as I felt it too. 
I hope you don't give up. I know I'm from the other side of what you do, but if if you read this, I hope you find solace in that this has been happening since music creation has begun. Adlet Zeppelin never got more than 2.5 stars for any of their albums in Rolling Stones. Oh shit, I never knew that. Yeah. I've come to realize that if you ever expect people to understand your art, they rarely do. Your intimate words here show you really care about what you do. And I and many others hope you continue in spite to those who misunderstand you. Take care, brother. And and I don't think these guys know each other. Nope. Uh, so he's getting massive support from artists. That's that's definitely uh, which is the important. case. Which is important for him, I think, and for his and for uh, other summit. artists out there yes. that are trying to create something new, new and know that you know that they can go in a different direction and it's okay. Yep. So, on the other hand now, to be a little bit of devil's advocate... Go for it. Um, do you think his communication skills... And by all means, I have not seen his initial announcement, mm-hmm. like what the tweet, uh, you know, whether he used his tweet, Twitter or, or his um, website to announce his tour as to what he initially said. So I am talking a little bit about from a point of ignorance, but let's say that I don't know this guy, who this guy is. I'm sure he sent press releases to a bunch of different websites and posted on Instagram and you know, you have to be connected to all those social media um, in order yeah. to get people to come out. Yeah, but but let's, let me play Devil's Advocate. Um, do we think that he communicated well enough? How far do you have to go to be able to communicate well enough? You're saying okay. that because this is what happens, he didn't communicate far enough? I'm not sure how okay, far so, enough he can go. So, if you remember, we... Does he have did, to go door to door and say, hey, this is what I'm going to be no, doing at this... No, 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 no. But what, I'm, what I mean by that is, if you remember, we did a critique of the Chainsmokers album of 2017. Right. And for people who uh, can find our previous podcast and can uh, say what the episode is, um, where well, we actually made fun of them. Right. Uh, that was uh, episode 22, episode 22, I think, and uh, then we made fun of them on on YouTube, the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, they were saying because remember the 2017 album was kind of mellow. Yeah, it was pop, and pop they they said yes, and then they said, but when we play as DJs, we're gonna go hard. Go hard we were yeah. making fun of that because if anybody watches the this, this year, they go hard outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but we were making fun because we thought they're going to confuse their fans so much because you are going to have girls who go out to listen to pop music and these people go hard and you're going to go people who like hard stuff but because of the album they're not going to go out to listen to them because they think they're sold out however they communicate very clearly and they say okay so this is the album but outside when we play as DJs we're going to go hard so come and listen to us do you think it's because of who they are and how different like how big they were, he had to publicize that this is not going to be the same as the album. Well, I, I, as I said, I do not know because I do not I have no read. And I think, as a side note, I think that the whole Chainsmokers tour was a complete success for them. And for, it was, I, I, it was, I've never I'm heard not... any complaints about, you know, about going to a Chainsmokers concert. No, um, that's true. Uh, but what I'm saying is, again, has he said, "Listen, guys." There's a change of direction in my tour. Mm-hmm. This tour will be heavily based onto the material from la- my last album. Uh, and I want it to be a little bit more deeper. I want it to be a change of sound. Um, 
things like that. So there, so you're saying there's an expectation from the artist to be able to communicate um, whatever they're trying to get to the fans, trying to, I don't say sell to the fans, um, more communication. But there's also a side to the fans' responsibility as well. You know? Yes, this, this is, you know, it's a kind of bi-directional responsibility. Right. What I'm trying to say is perhaps there's a little bit of immaturity there from the artist so, or the ma his management, perhaps. Uh, perhaps he doesn't know what people are thinking out there. When, they, when he sees people head-banging, mm -hmm. they think they dig his music or anybody else's that, music. That, no, I get it. I get it. I know what you're saying there. That's a good point. Do they do they actually think are they digging his music as an artist, or do they just are they high on something, or they just like the noise and headbanging? Probably a little column A, a little column of B. Yes. Yeah. So still, if you don't realize, if you don't know your crap, okay, mm -hmm. there's gonna be a problem. Let's take for example a example that just came to my mind, Porter Robinson. Porter Robinson is an established Boy, artist. Boy, we bring him a lot on this podcast. Yes, but but I think he's no, a very no. good example for no, this podcast. No, no, go ahead. I'm just uh... so Porter Robinson is an established artist with right. a massive fan base yes. who love his music, mm -hmm. love the world's album, yeah. know it by heart. Mm -hmm. I've been to his tours, mm -hmm. and then he decides to do something different. Right. Now, virtual self. What is the critical point there? What yes. did he do differently than Geta? Is to rebrand himself. Correct. Right. So he says, this is no Porter Robinson. No. This is Mitchell's self. You're right. He did come out and play plain and simple and said it. Basically, if you're looking for world stuff, this is not where you want to go. This is yes. not going to be, you're not going to get the world's music in virtual self. Yes. It's going to be different. So. Mm -hmm. Whether that's his management being clever, whether it's him being self-aware, yes, um, he made a very distinct point early on that we're talking about two different personas, two different projects, do not expect to mix each other, and he was very consistent, and we have to give him that. Mm -hmm. And I know from old artists, for example, and perhaps this is I'm not sure this is happening so much right now, but in house and techno, when you had somebody who was signed in label X and he was playing X style of house, and he wanted like to go a little bit deeper, for example, he wanted to play, for example, deep techno, he would just call himself another name, being in another label, uh, with a different logo. Look at Eric Pritz, although Eric Pritz is not a perfect example because he mixes things a lot. So yeah. you have Eric Pritz, you have Prida, you have Sirius D. Mm -hmm. So Sirius D is the techno, Eric Pritz is whatever, Prida is the more kind of progressive house, what he's known for. Yeah. Now Geta, I'm not taking away that as an artist, as an individual, every right to do anything because at the end of the day, music is about expressing yourself and yeah. if people it's like it. Yeah, so much better for it. All I'm saying is, could this be have, could this have been communicated a little bit better than how it was? So and again, maybe he should have, should have said, "Hey, if you like my stuff, here's something that I've put out recently. Like, get them to listen to the album, basically." Yes, yes, perhaps. Or, or, so another thing is, when I'm listening to the title of 
So I'm an outsider. Let's say I'm an outsider and I'm listening to the title of the album or the tour and I'm, I'm thinking visceral. Now visceral can be taken both ways. So it could be visceral because of he, he's basically throwing himself, you know, his insides out. So his inside emotions out. Yeah. But visceral could be also what excision plays. Correct? Because it's very hard, punchy, visceral stuff. Yes? Yeah. For me, visceral means like something more guttural, like coming right from your stomach, yes. from the gut. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it could be also what the style of excision plays, sure. which is very hard stuff from the gut. So, uh, there's a little bit of both. Now, what does this say about the people who go into these uh, festivals or tours? What, what does this, what do we get about them now? Uh, that they, what, what do you, I don't know what you're trying to get at. I mean, okay, so they're going there and they listen to get there and they start headbanging. Right. Do they actually know what they're doing? <laughs> they're headbanging, of course they know what they're doing. Okay. Well, uh, you know, my eternal point about rock music meddling with, sure. with yes. dance music in the States yes. and headbanging not yes. being a dance, a kind of dance routine. I don't know. Do you actually dance when you headbang? No, you just no. release energy. Um, but it, it also shows a little bit of aggression. What I'm trying to get from point A to B is that people may be actually addicted to noise. They may be addicted to loud music, whatever that loud music is. When Geta comes with a complete change of profile, well, basically that screws them up in the head. And they say, yo, I've, I've, came, I've come to release my, you know, energy, and you're just playing down-tempo stuff. It wasn't down-tempo, but it was very chill. Yeah, it was very chill, yeah. And they're going to go crazy, especially if they're hyped up to go there and headbang. Yeah, no. Well, it goes back to the fact that these some... Like, there's the, obviously the miscommunication between the artist and the fans, the people that are going to yes. see him. But perhaps there's a little bit of also should, so the point here, perhaps that different whole podcast is, should the DJs or the artists educate a little bit the people who go out in the festivals, you know, to play boom, ba ba boom, ba ba boom, ba ba boom, non-stop, and like never break to kind of show something different? Yeah. This is when you get almost people who are just addicted because that's what they are. They are addicted to a particular sound. Yeah. No, no, I, I get it. But that save that for another time to go down that, that rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so these are my two cents on to did this you, issue. I don't before, know what we, before we end off here, did you like the album? So the album, I've listened to it recently, mm -hmm. um, and I cannot say that I was thrown away by the quality of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad album. I'm, I'm, I'm not. not. All I'm saying is it's not standing out unless you're into this sort of mood or uh, train of thought, or you know, it became personal to you. What you know, you've gone through the same experience of a break, heartbreak, or ending a relationship that. It looks like this will happen with him. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, would I listen to it again many times? Probably not. But that doesn't mean that this is a bad album. I think it's very well produced, very well rounded up, and it's a nice change of pace, nice change of sound. I think it deserves a listen. Yes. And perhaps it will resonate with many more people. Just because I didn't particularly, I'm not saying I'm, I'm you know, super fond of it, doesn't mean that it's a bad album. No, it's not a bad album. 
you know, what, would it be a classic? If you ask me with this, I no. do not think this would be a classic album. No, it's not. But it was enjoyable, especially since I listened yeah. to it last year and I listened to it again recently, and I think I enjoyed it even more the second time I did than the first time. Yeah. I'm not sure whatever the reason that would be, but um, it was just hit better for me the second time. Yes. Okay, so, so how can they reach us? I guess we just how, yeah, how can they reach us? Now. Of course. For, yeah, first of all, let's just say thank you to people who are listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube uh, live cast that we recently started. Um, you just had another episode of the Freak Beats EDM podcast, and as you probably guessed, this is a talking podcast about EDM with an attitude and opinion. There's no safe spaces here. We don't just play along to. <laughs> You know, soft, you know, lick uh, the artists and DJs and labels. No, we just sing as it is. I think me and you, we have more than 40 years of listening experience together between us yeah. of uh, dance music. So we're pretty well equipped to know what's like up. So. Yeah, know what's coming mm-hmm. and have a strong opinion about things. But we want feedback. Um, so if you like ADM, you know, uh, come with us, uh, you know, to, with the podcast. And uh, listen to the podcast in all the major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and anything else you can get your uh, hands on. We occasionally upload on SoundCloud and Mixcloud as well. Mm-hmm. We obviously have the YouTube channel with the same uh, name, Freak Beats EDM Podcast. And of course, we're on social media on Twitter as Freak Beats underscore cast or on uh, uh, Instagram as Freakbeats EDM Podcast, so you can find us pretty much Anywhere. everywhere, mm-hmm. and Facebook as well. I Facebook. forgot that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So do get in touch with us if you want to listen to something particular to bring something uh, in to our attention, so we discuss. Let us know. Otherwise, we'll keep on doing what we're doing, uh, and that's a wrap for me. And that's a goodbye for me. I enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone. Catch our podcast. Freakbeat CDM podcast on all major platforms. Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Subscribe so you don't miss any future episode and if you liked what you heard share with the EDM fam. Also catch us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Freakbeat CDM podcast and you'll find us hidden under every festival tent.